Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, the government guidance that could affect all of America's school children. The CDC issues new mask recommendations as COVID cases surge. The stunning reversal about masks for even the vaccinated. We have all the details. And the worrisome new data that suggests even those who have gotten their shots might be able to spread the Delta variant. Plus, vaccine mandates. Could the federal government require employees to get vaccinated? excruciating testimony. Police officers described the horrors of January 6th, reliving the violence and racism. I could feel myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die. Why Republican Liz Cheney wants an investigation into every phone call then President Trump made that day. Olympics shocker. Simone Biles bows out of team competition, putting her mental health first. Will she compete again in these summer games? Dangerous heat wave, more than 56 million Americans under alerts. The record melting weather. Guilty plea, the man accused of killing eight people, mostly women of Asian descent, at Atlanta area spas in court. Why the prosecutor tonight says it wasn't a hate crime. America's crumbling infrastructure. We'll show you one state where 12,000 bridges need repairs. Gold medal babies. Newborns get into the Olympic spirit wearing Team USA's red, white, and blue. And remembering a real-life Rosie the Riveter, a tenacious spirit who never gave up. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news in the COVID pandemic. The CDC has changed its guidance when it comes to mask wearing for the vaccinated, citing the highly contagious Delta variant. The agency now says people who live in areas where the spread of COVID is high or substantial, even those who receive their vaccine, should wear masks indoors. So tonight, look at this map. That means that new mask guidance covers more than 60 percent of the country. And we have just learned of this big step from the White House, the administration emailing staff tonight saying they must wear masks regardless of their vaccination status. And with the new school year around the corner, the CDC is recommending all students, teachers and staff wear masks. And there is late word tonight about a man who was arrested for allegedly sending death threats to Dr. Anthony Fauci. In one email, authorities say the suspect threatened to drag Dr. Fauci and his family into the street, beat them to death and set them on fire. Well, we've got a lot of pandemic developments tonight and CBS's Lilia Luciano is going to lead off our coverage with that breaking news. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the Biden administration announced they will require that all federal employees be vaccinated or be regularly tested. And that announcement is expected as early as Thursday. Tonight, the CDC is urging even those who are fully vaccinated to mask up indoors in areas where COVID transmission is substantial or high. This was not something that we took lightly and something that I know weighs heavily with me. Now the CDC is also urging masks in schools for everyone. This as COVID cases are rising among kids. Last week, the highest number of newly reported cases affecting children in two months. But masking in schools is also encountering resistance. At least nine states have reportedly banned schools from issuing mask mandates. We're not doing that in Florida, okay? We need our kids to breathe. Today in Broward County, Florida, the school board met to discuss masking as cases rise. And this is what happened. We will not stand for children to be masked anymore. Meanwhile, taking it a step further, the largest university system in the country, Cal State, with nearly half a million students, announced that all of them, plus faculty and staff, must be fully vaccinated to be on campus this fall. There are now more than 600 colleges in the U.S. that have some form of vaccine requirements for returning students. We just can't get students back into university safely, into dorm rooms, into classrooms, if a chunk of people are unvaccinated. You're going to see large outbreaks on campus. In California, all state employees and healthcare workers now have to be vaccinated or face weekly testing. Is that enough? I think that's a good move. California employees who come back to the office are going to be able to know that people around them are not infected. But some California businesses aren't waiting for mandates. We wanted to keep our um, staff safe. We wanted to keep our patrons safe. Rachel Thomas owns Bar Franca in downtown Los Angeles. She won't let customers through the door until they show proof of being fully vaccinated or a negative COVID test. This is L.A. County has seen COVID cases surge by more than 700 percent just in the past month. Are you concerned that the requirement to show proof of vaccination will hurt your business? Since the mask mandate, our business has dropped significantly because more people are unwilling to come out, regardless of whether we're testing at the door or not. The CDC now recommends that even fully vaccinated people who have had a known COVID exposure get a test and continue to wear a mask until they have a negative result, citing data that shows that some vaccinated people could spread the Delta variant. Nora. Today really does feel like a tipping point. Lilia Luciano, thank you. 
We're going to turn now to that emotional testimony in, a, in day one of the investigation into the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol. A House panel heard from four officers who defended the building from a violent mob of pro-Trump supporters. Well, we learned today that some officers were attacked with racial slurs. We want to warn you that the video is graphic and disturbing. Here is CBS's Chris Van Cleve. In dramatic and gut-wrenching testimony, four police officers described what felt like medieval battle fighting inch by inch to repel an angry mob of Trump supporters intent on breaching the Capitol on January 6th. I heard chanting from some in the crowd, get his gun and kill him with his own gun. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die. At worst, be dragged out into the crowd and lynched. As video of what officers experienced rolled, Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino Gunnell wiped tears from his eyes. D.C. Officer Michael Fanone comforted the Iraq War veteran. You hear uh, former President Trump say, quote, it was a loving crowd. There was a lot of love in the crowd. How does that make you feel? It's upsetting. It's a pathetic excuse for his behavior. I'm still recovering from those hugs and kisses. It was his supporter that he sent them over to the Capitol that day. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn remains haunted by the racial slurs hurled at him like fists by rioters. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This n- voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, Boo! F- n- but the crowd hurled more than words. 165 of the 540 arrested so far are charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding police. The officers expressed frustration over GOP lawmakers downplaying the attack. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful, but nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. But ahead of the hearing, top House Republicans directed blame without evidence on Speaker Pelosi, not former President Trump. The American people deserve to know the truth that Nancy Pelosi bears responsibility. Congressman Adam Kinzinger, one of two Republicans on the nine member committee, fought back tears as he thanked the four men. We are all Americans today and we thank you for holding that line. Chris joins us now. It's sickening to hear what many of these officers went through. And I know the officers were asked what questions they want the committee to answer by the end of this investigation. What did they say that they want to know? Well, Nora, they implored the panel to find the truth and to determine if anybody in power had a role in inciting the violence that they found themselves surrounded by. Liz Cheney said she wants the panel to look at every minute that went on at the White House that day, every meeting, every phone call before and during the attack. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And we want to turn now to the Summer Olympics tonight. The U.S. is back on top in the medal count with 25, followed by China with 21. But the biggest story of the day was the shocking news that gymnastics superstar Simone Biles abruptly pulled herself out of the team finals to focus on her mental health. CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. It was a stunning moment. USA Gymnastics said there was a medical issue. Biles said she simply wasn't mentally ready. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness. The look on her face since competition began Sunday said it all. 
it's been really stressful this Olympic Games. I think just as a whole, um, not having an audience, there are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. The team's hope of gold turned to silver. Stephanie Epstein covers gymnastics for Sports Illustrated. They were a little surprised by how different it would feel to get here and have no crowd energy to feed off and especially not to have the people they love in the stands. In another shocker, home country tennis star Naomi Osaka, who lit the Olympic cauldron after withdrawing from the French Open in June because of her own mental health concerns, was knocked out in straight sets. Meanwhile, the cloud of COVID continued to hover with more than 150 Olympics-related cases now and Tokyo recording its highest number of new infections since the pandemic began. Yet Team USA pulled in second behind Japan overall and is tied for first with China in the gold medal tally. On a wave of victories, Carissa Moore took home the first ever gold medal in women's surfing. Lydia Jacoby, the 17-year-old from Alaska, is putting on the surge of her career. And first-time Olympian, 17-year-old Lydia Jacoby, won gold in the 100-meter breaststroke. Back home in Alaska, a state with only one Olympic-length swimming pool. Her high school classmates were ecstatic. Individual gymnastics events begin on Thursday, but Biles will not comment on if she's competing or not. She said in the press conference she's going to take time to evaluate where she is and decide day by day. Nora? We'll be watching. Jamie Yukis, thank you so much. Well, tonight, much of the central U.S. is in the grips of another dangerous record-breaking heat wave. More than 56 million Americans are under heat alerts from Montana all the way to Georgia. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is here with the forecast. Hey there, Lonnie. Well, hello, Nora. I got to tell you, another summer day, another heat dome that we're talking about today, the record heat. Anywhere from, you know, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska. Look at Rapid City. Rapid City hit 106 degrees today. Our latest heat dome is affecting the western two-thirds of the country. And tomorrow, it's just more of the same. Temperatures will be in the 90s to 100s. Feels like when you factor in the humidity, feeling like 105 to 110 for a good chunk of the country. And it's not just tomorrow. I'm talking all the way through, say, Saturday, Sunday, some areas all the way through Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. And like I said, it's another summer day, another heat dome. Well, consider this, the fires that are burning out west. The air is so hot as that rain. We need rain on those fires, but the rain evaporates because of the heat the fires are generating before it can even get to the ground. So it's just not as beneficial as we'd like to see. That's the very latest, Nora. Let's go back to you. Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. All right, tonight, a 22-year-old Georgia man is serving the first night of four consecutive life sentences in that deadly shooting rampage at several Atlanta-area spas. Six Asian women were killed, along with two other victims. We get more now from CBS's Mark Strassman. In court, Robert Aaron Long, now 22, tried to explain the unthinkable. A killing spree interlinked with his compulsions, porn, sex, and massage parlors. It never felt like I had a lot of control over um, those urges. New details in court, how Long's murderous day began. He binged on porn again and, ashamed, intended to kill himself. Long parked outside Young's Asian massage for more than an hour. Brooding changed his mind. To control his addiction, others had to die. Inside mayhem, outside bedlam. Four people shot dead in Cherokee County, the murders Long pleaded guilty to in court today. He then drove to Atlanta at a pair of spas facing each other. He gunned down four more people. Basically punished the 
people. Of Long's eight murder victims, six were Asian women. Victim Delana Yan's sister is Dana Toole. I think about her every day. So when I went into that courtroom today, it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Prosecutors considered filing hate crime charges, but the evidence... Failed to show any type of history this defendant had with any form of racism towards any other ethnicity. Also killed Paul Michaels, a handyman working inside Young's Massage. His widow, Bonnie Michaels. Our loved ones will never be forgotten. Their memories will live in our hearts and minds. Long will die in prison one way or the other. He has yet to stand trial for the four Atlanta spa killings. And the prosecutor in those cases will seek the death penalty. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, here in Washington tonight, lawmakers say they are making progress on a bipartisan infrastructure bill as our nation's roads and bridges fall apart. CBS's Errol Barnett traveled to Pennsylvania, one of many states in dire need of repairs. The aging 61-year-old Southbridge in central Pennsylvania is one of 12,000 in the state needing repair. On several other bridges, we discovered rust, cracks, and some closed pending fixes. Unfortunately, people only realize that infrastructure isn't working when it breaks. The American Society of Civil Engineers gave Pennsylvania a C-minus on its infrastructure report card. A lot of our bridges were built in the 50s and the 60s, which just means that they're reaching the end of their useful life. Bridges are in trouble nationwide. 42% are at least 50 years old. 220,000 need repair work. That includes the Brooklyn Bridge and Washington, D.C.'s Roosevelt Bridge. And nearly 80,000 need to be replaced. Pennsylvania officials say they do not have the more than $20 billion needed to fix their aging infrastructure. The federal government, the feds, haven't really increased uh, the level of funding that they allocate to the states. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told CBS News the administration's infrastructure plan will help fill the gaps. The federal role has been underfunded, and you can see it and feel it in the thousands and thousands of miles of highway in this country that are in poor condition, the bridges that are in poor condition. Pennsylvania, now one of many states waiting to see if Congress will come through with the funding it needs. Errol Barnett, CBS News, Washington. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Officials in Northern California are investigating a plane crash that left four people dead. Video shows a school bus passing by, then a burst of flames as a twin-engine jet slams into the ground and explodes near Lake Tahoe. The FAA says the pilot was attempting to land at an airport. All right, listen to this. Walmart says it wants to help its employees grow their careers, and today it took a big step to do just that. The nation's largest private employer announced that it will pay 100% of college tuition and books for its 1.5 million full and part-time employees. The company says it will invest nearly $1 billion towards career training and development. That's over the next five years. All right, now, if they gave out medals for being cute, these Kansas City newborns 
would all take home the gold. The St. Luke's Health System dressed the babies in red, white, and blue in celebration of the Summer Olympics. They all receive a perfect score of 10 in our books. Tonight, we want to honor the life of Phyllis Gould. She was a real-life Rosie the Riveter, one of the remarkable women who worked in factories and shipyards during World War II. Gould would spend her life making sure Americans would never forget the trailblazing Rosies. I was having fun. Phyllis Gould was one of the original six Rosie the Riveters, working at a California shipyard for 90 cents an hour. We had equal pay with the men. We did. And... Uh, I was married and was making the same money he did. At the end of the war, the Rosies feared they'd be forgotten. Gould was determined to make sure that wouldn't happen. She helped establish a museum and make March 21st National Rosie the Riveter Day. Gould wrote hundreds of handwritten letters lobbying for a congressional gold medal for the Riveters. Her efforts paid off. That was the thrill of a lifetime. When she passed at the age of 99, she was working to design the award, which will be given out next year. Gould took that tenacious work ethic home with her, too. She built this cabin with a hammer and nails, and at age 92, she joined fellow Riveters at the White House, a lifelong dream. Gould logged a life well-lived in her meticulous journals, writing, I still have places to go and adventures to live. She always told her family, I can do anything, and we couldn't agree more. And in case you need another reason to love Phyllis, she wanted her gravestone to read, Mission Accomplished. And her family tells us it will. A wildlife photographer is on a mission to save America's wild horses by giving them their close-up. That's on tomorrow's CBS Evening News. And if you can't watch live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.